welcome back to another episode of 52 and 52, a podcast where we watch at least one movie a week for every week in the year and record an episode about it. Today we're going to be talking about The Post, the newest movie from Steven Spielberg, uh, whom we all love friend, on friend, this podcast. Friend, friend of the pod, yeah, yeah. Huge fan of the podcast, Steven Spielberg. <laughs> um, so The Post, the new Oscar bait movie once per year from Steven Spielberg starring Tom Hanks. Uh, it's basically about the Washington Post and drama during like the Nixon era, basically the Pentagon Papers, all the all the shit with that, First Amendment. Um, <clears throat> Meryl Streep is in it, Bruce Greenfield, Tracy Letts. Bruce Greenwood, who I was Oh, like, why did I say Greenfield? I have yeah, no Bruce idea, Greenwood. but I was like driving myself crazy. Like I recognized that face and I couldn't, I couldn't <laughs> get the name because they put a bunch of makeup on him. And, like, oh, I, you didn't know it was Bruce Greenwood? Right? I, I, Come on. There's so many recognizable actors in this movie. I'm like, how do I not yeah. know who that guy is? I've seen him in something. Yeah. I had to look it up at the end. Yeah. yeah. Um, Tracy Letts, Bob Odenkirk, Bradley Sarah Whitford, Paulson, Bradley Jesse Whitford. Clemens, yeah. Stuhlbarg, Zach Woods, Riz, the goat. Yeah, Zach Woods <laughs> is fucking in this movie, dude. Um, so I'm going to let Josh lead the discussion, but I just want to start by saying I expected to hate the movie. When Matthew Riz was in the opening scene, I was like, oh, I didn't know he was in the movie. Maybe I'll like it. And then the movie started. So, um, what uh, what did you think, Josh? What were your expectations? What did you think? I, I don't know what you were like beforehand, because obviously I was like, this movie's gonna suck. I said that multiple times. Yeah, I, I really didn't like the trailer. I, I mean, I'm. Yeah. I guess you probably watched it too. I mean, not that. Yeah. Not that when you heard it was a Spielberg Hanks collaboration, you were excited <laughs> excited about it until you saw the trailer. But yeah. like, I, I was like, well, this is more my subject matter. And then I saw the trailer. I was like, ooh, this might not be very good. But then the reviews came in, and the thing about Bridge of Spies, which uh, was a, a podcast you can go listen to to find out, uh, find one of our more uh, like shit on this kind of podcast we've ever done, was that it got really like high Rotten Tomatoes score, but that was more of the way the nature of Rotten Tomatoes, where how yeah. everyone could be, eh, it's fine, and then it'll be ninety five percent, and that yeah. wasn't what everyone was like with this. I, don't, I didn't read a lot of full reviews, but I, like I saw enough on Twitter that's like, oh no, this is like awesome, and I was like, oh well, maybe I'll like it. And yeah. then I'm like, I'm like, um, like an hour and a, this movie is like an hour, 55 minutes in. And then like an hour and 30 minutes in, like, I definitely knew I didn't love it. And I, the two things I was fair, unfair going to compare it to were Bridge of Spies and Spotlight, Spotlight which are yeah. opposite sides of the spectrum. One being the last good journalism movie we had, the other being the last Spielberg movie that we watched. And I was like, oh man, like this, I actually think this is pretty good. I mean, not great, but like it's pretty solid. I mean, it's going to be uncomfortable having to argue with Anthony and like be really pro Steven Spielberg movie on the podcast. And then like the last like five minutes of this movie were like the worst five minutes of a movie I've seen all year. So, um, I, that knocked it, not that, that, that knocked it down a peg for me, but like there's stuff I liked in it, but I think the biggest reason why it's not like initially, even before we got to those last five minutes, the, the biggest thing that keeps it from being like a spotlight quality movie is just the nature of the story. And I think Spotlight was so interesting because you got to, like, get in there and see how a story like that gets done. How you have to, like, so many great scenes in that movie are just either interviews interviews of getting the people on the record or confronting the people with the church and Mm -hmm. those being very uncomfortable scenes. Like, both both Liev and Michael Keaton have, like, really important scenes in that movie where they're, like, having to talk to people about getting a comment or trying to get them to confirm something or something like yeah. that. And there is yeah. nothing like that in this movie because Daniel Ellsberg, who Matthew Reese plays, is, he brings them the stuff. And yeah. it's like – And okay. he's like, you guys need to do – like he's like encouraging them yeah. to do it. I, and like I guess I knew that in my back of my head. I hadn't really read up on the story in a while, but like I didn't realize it was more like almost him coming to them. 
And mm-hmm. so there's not there's like no conflict to actually getting the story written. So then when the whole conflict becomes are we going to publish the story when like we read about this in law school, I read about this in journalism <laughs> yeah. school. Like I know the story is going to get published. Yeah. It's just not that suspenseful. And the discussions yeah. and when they're talking about getting the story published are well acted, but it's just it's like so much less interesting because like wow, I'm going to watch all these things about them arguing and like I just know they're going to be like all right, let's do it. And that's yeah. what they did. You know, yeah. like, it's like it's a good moment for that her for Kathleen Graham as a person when she makes that call. But like, there's no suspense f- from a thematic standpoint. Yeah. So one thing you mentioned with regards to spotlight is one thing I think was it was it Michael Keaton's uh, character had to basically like burn a I don't want to say burn it, but like he basically had to like burn a bridge with a friend in order to like get information or get the story moving forward or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um and that's that scene and that like buildup of it's like two or three scenes probably when he does that because I think he meets him on like a golf course. Yeah, and, he's his buddy buddy with a lot of people yeah. in the community. Yeah. And then that stuff is really interesting. In this movie, it's like Tom Hanks and Meryl Streep are sort of just like talking around like having to burn bridges, and it's just like so boring well, no, to well, hear that. I, I actually thought that was one of the more interesting things in the movie for me. Tom Hanks didn't really have to burn any bridges. No, he didn't have to do anything. I mean, I, I mean, I thought it was interesting that like that 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 was one of the things in the movie I found a little more interesting, just as someone like with the journalism background, seeing how like way back then they were so buddy buddy with like he and his wife are just like the editor yeah. of the Washington Post is like best buds with JFK, like which would never happen yeah. today. Not not I'm not even just saying that as like a Trump thing. It's just yeah. like newspaper editors aren't BFFs with like yeah. the president. It's just not a thing. Yeah. So I thought yeah. that was just kind of funny to see like those kind of circles those people ran in before yeah. the Washington Post was the massive paper that it yeah. was now because like that's what part yeah. of the movie is. It's about the Washington Post getting to that level. But then like she she actually is like like just like a high society friends with every person. person. Yeah. And I actually liked her scene with Bruce Greenwood. I thought it was well, sure, sure. But like a lot of the movie was that like Tom Hanks and Meryl Streep like talking about like, well, would you do it? Would you do it? Would you do it? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, and, and then that's she finally like, does. Yeah, she finally does. But it's just it's, that scene wasn't as interesting to me as anything that was in Spotlight. Right, right. Um, like, yeah, and that, that like I said, when when she finally makes that call, like, yeah, good for her as a person. But we kind of knew that was coming. Yeah, like, I was expecting the Bruce Greenwood guy to just like turn into a huge dick and like yell yeah. at her and be like super sexist. So it was it was it, that caught me off guard when like he actually finds like a try, a delicate way of talking it out of her, talking her, trying to talk her out of it. And I guess there's still not a ton of suspense because, like you yeah. said, you still know what her decision is going to be. But it's almost like wow, you can see him like kind of playing the guilt trip on her a little bit and trying to try, and and then at the same time like trying to convince her what's best for the country and all that stuff and. I thought it was at least interesting to see her process that and then like her have ultimately having to like burn the bridges and it's kind of the, the beginning of the end of like the press being that bigger friends with the establishment and they're having to at least come to grips with that at some point. Like it's not going to be the same from that point forward, which I do yeah. find interesting. Maybe that's a little unique to me because I've worked in the media and I've had yeah. to, and I've worked like I had to write features about people like different way different level but like when i was covering like university of florida football i would to like write a feature about a player that i would never get to talk to because like access just wasn't that good and it's kind of like hey it's the beginning of the end of like us having this kind of access we're not gonna have to be we're not gonna be able to be friends with anymore which was one of the parts of the movie that i would say at least worked for me some yeah uh i i don't know i i just don't like the whole movie to me is just so like inconsequential i understand why the Pentagon paper stuff is a big deal, but the movie itself just feels like it doesn't matter. Um, 
I don't know. And, and, and I feel like the subject matter sh- with the subject matter, you should be able to make a movie that's more interesting. And I just didn't like, I was kind of like bored a lot of the times, but I mean, I'm going to be bored during a Spielberg movie, no matter what, probably. Well, I'm not sure. I'm just not sure exactly what I would have done different. Like I'm saying, I think part of it's the nature of this story. Yeah. And it's an interesting one to like try and write a movie about when so much yeah. of what would normally be a conflict in a, in a journalism story has already been solved yeah. within the first like 10 minutes. Um, yeah. Well, like, like, like you said, like, Matthew Rhys's character is I think, maybe I think, the I, most interesting character in the movie. Well, yeah, I think a Daniel Ellsberg movie would be a lot more yeah. interesting than a Pentagon Papers movie. Yeah, I'm not really sure I cared. Like, I didn't really care about Kay Graham. Like, it, like there was no subtlety. Like, everyone was like, oh, you're a woman, you're trash, you're, you don't know how to do this, you don't have the balls to do this, da 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 you're not strong enough. And then they have the whole scene where, like, she should have her moment to, like, step up, but then she can't do it, and then Tracy Letts' character has to, like, stand up for her basically and like say what she wanted to say and it's kind of like ah i don't know i'm of two minds on that stuff because i agree like it's it's not that subtle but at the same time guys probably it wasn't yeah no they probably sure they probably they probably were that sexist but it it, it got a little repetitive where like we have like four scenes of bradley whitford being like you know they're not going to trust a woman if you invest like the investors aren't going to like this whole woman thing and he says it with her like right there like she's not even there like there's a lot of that whereas like some of the stuff i preferred was like the more subtle stuff which subtle is not really spielberg's forte but there are a couple things where it's like the way a couple of the scenes were shot where she just walks into a room and it's a bunch of old white dudes looking at her. Yeah. I mean, and in suits. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's not, so, I mean, I wouldn't say that's necessarily subtle, but it's, it's more, it's more subtle than just saying you're a woman, you woman, yeah. you're not going to run yeah. this business. Yeah. And then there's another one where she walked past the, I guess it might've just been like her, well, her, her father and husband, but she walked past two yeah. of the pictures of them on the wall. Where yes. It's like, Hey, there's two white dudes that used to run the place. And now she's walking past them and yeah. more of that type of stuff. And less of just like, them like complaining about the fact that they have to like kowtow to a woman's ultimate decision might have made that a little more um tolerable yeah um like i I don't think this is this isn't like as offensively bad as bridge of spies like nowhere close i just like i it it just i'm i never want to watch it again because there's no point to that there's no rewatchability to it and like it's just not it, – it's just not that interesting. I, I don't know what else to say. Like it's just – I was sitting there like I open mind as I could be and I just – I don't know. I don't know how this movie could be up for an Oscar in, for, any, for anything. Well, you know, it's very timely. <laughs> yeah. And I, I yeah. mean, well, that's part of it. So about this time a year ago, the movie still hadn't been greenlit. Uh, yeah. Spielberg uh, – and I, I was listening to a podcast the other day with the writers, and Sony bought the script – or not Sony, um, whoever – whatever, Amy Pascal, the big producer, whatever – I guess mm-hmm. 20th Century Fox is what she runs now, mm-hmm. like bought the script in like October 2016, and then yeah. at some point it got around to Spielberg in like last January, and then he like within a week he's like, all right, I want to make this movie. And yeah. like this, and the, like, this whole Trump thing going on, like because of just like – everything going on they're like all right we need to green light this movie because it's the right time for it and i think it's getting a lot of credit for that for like how it feels and sure like of course the first amendment the press stuff is relatable but like it's just not there's just you said it before there's just no suspense to anything in the film like there's no suspense with bob odenkirk trying to find the papers like he just like makes a phone call 
And then and he uh, drops he, a ton of quarters. That really was stupid. <laughs> but I, yeah, I'm sure that really happened. How much? How much more interesting would this movie have been if Matthew Reese was actually his character from The Americans? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's and uh, he's like a spy, and he's trying to plant news in the United States. I mean, based on the timeline of The Americans, that he he would have been in Washington at that time. Yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, Daniel Ellsberg feels like a fake name he would come up with. Yeah, and. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm just trying to think, like, what I guess Jesse Plemons and Zach Woods were weird to the point of uh, like in loving with uh, what's his face as the lawyer. No, no. I mean, Nick Nick Kroll's a little. I mean, Jesse Plemons has done like other serious work and stuff. So, um, and I've seen Zach. I at least saw Zach Woods do one like non straight comedy thing in the movie Other People. Actually, wait, that was them. They they actually well they yeah. they played a gay couple in Other People. Um, the two of them did. I just realized yeah. that I hadn't even made that connection. Did you see that movie? No. Oh well, they actually put they actually put a um, uh, a couple in that movie or an, an ex couple. But uh, no, I mean, like I, I was happy to to see them show up. Like, I mean, Jesse Plemons is a guy that's like done like a ton of dramatic stuff, um, yeah. and I I'm I'm glad he's popping up in more stuff. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I, like, I, I guess you're right. Some of that stuff should have just been more interesting. You know, when the, when those lawyers come in. Yeah. Um, as someone that wanted to do media law at one point, like I would, I would have thought I would have been <laughs> a little more into it. But there's only, I guess, so much they can do at that point. Like they've already set up what the injunction means. People can go to jail. We know they're not going to go to jail. <laughs> um, uh, so, like, yeah. did you like the movie? I guess. I mean, I don't know. I, I didn't. I didn't mind watching. Like, because these. They, I mean, it was interesting how they did it. Like, I actually enjoyed Meryl, Meryl Streep. I, I didn't really know anything about her as a figure. She's kind of written out of all the president's men, even though she was, still would have been at the post at that time. So I guess I kind of enjoyed seeing how she had to she had to navigate it all. It's just like while at the same time recognizing that it, I mean, wasn't very subtle at all. I I, I like seeing the I, I liked. This is a little nerdy, but I mean, I actually thought some of the business stuff was kind of interesting and in how. Like that was something I didn't know. Like at least that's one part of it that I didn't know and had to see how they had to reconcile that decision. Um, sure. At the same time, like I say, it's not as suspenseful because like we know how what's going to happen. But yeah. I, I I never even really thought about that. I don't know a lot about the stock market. I'm not into investing in stuff. It's something I yeah. kind of need to do at some point, I guess, as an adult. But I'm just not <laughs> there. I'm just not there yet. But like I didn't even I never really thought about the fact that like a newspaper would be a publicly traded company, even yeah. like, except maybe like the New York Times because it's really big and like or some like some very big corporations own several newspapers but just like a newspaper itself going public is it seems like an unusual thing maybe it's not it just seemed like that to me so just i i thought it was kind of interesting to at least see them have to consider those factors and like the timing of all this and how it happened and i i, I still wasn't totally i guess it was because of when the courts were going to make their certain rulings it was a little yeah i don't think it was totally explained that well why they had to publish that night if they were going to do it yeah. but i think they just didn't want to be behind mostly like I don't, yeah. I mean, like you could have. I don't know if it would have been the end of the world if they had waited one day or not. Maybe another. Like Ellsberg had come to them. You know what I mean? Like how many other yeah. papers had had the shit at that point? The New um, York Times did. <laughs> who, who had decided they weren't going to do it? So, yeah. like, I guess that part could have been explained better. But I guess I enjoyed some of the newspaper specific stuff. I like seeing newsrooms depicted. I actually really liked Bob Odenkirk. Yeah. Even, even if, like you said, what he had to do, there wasn't a ton of. Yeah, I thought he was good, but I just. He, I feel like there could have been more like nuance or suspense to what his his role in the in the film because they have like the, the joke in the trailer that's in the movie where like he's literally carrying secrets and he says oh just carrying some government secrets and it's like that's kind of like the, how the whole movie is like that so 
Yeah, so like I said, I, I guess I kind of enjoyed seeing some of the nuts and bolts newspaper stuff and some of the um, dealing with access and just the relationships these journalism people had with higher government officials at the time. Like, I I, I enjoyed that stuff, and I, I, it wasn't like an amazing Tom Hanks performance, but like it was fine, it was whatever. But like I I enjoyed like how they were just like, all right, we're gonna spend a shit ton of money on Tom Hanks and Meryl Streep, and then we're just gonna go hire all your favorite television actors. Yeah. And I, it was cool to see those people at least getting – while we might not have the highest opinion of Spielberg these days, it's cool to see these people get the opportunity to be in a high-profile film of that nature. Even, sure. if, even if Carrie Coon was highly underutilized and Allison Brie even more so. And <laughs> like I, I liked – but like I'd say but the two of them and like Jesse Plemons and Matthew Reese like might be four of my favorite 10 television actors of the last 10 sure. years. So it was at least cool to see them in a movie like this. Unfortunately, the men had more to do than the women. But I liked seeing what they had to do, and and and, tra- and uh, Tracy Letts, who yeah, was I was going to say, yeah. I think that was a really interesting character because at, you can recognize at the same time that he has some old white man tendencies, but at yeah. the same time he respects Catherine Graham, and mm-hmm. he, he wasn't like he was jumping in and speaking for her in that meeting you spoke about. It's unfor- mm-hmm. like I mean, I don't exactly... I haven't read a lot about how Liz Hanna researched this story when she wrote the script. I don't know if K. Graham actually like choked in that meeting, but it wasn't like he was cutting her off. Like He was trying to do... Yeah. He was helping her out. He wanted her to do well, and at other points, he disagrees with her, but he defers to her, and I thought he yeah. did a good job of that, and I, I don't know. Like We, we already he talked about He was like the most well-balanced character. Yeah, it was just interesting like. in how he... like ha- like. I don't know. Like you said, he, like I, I already said it. I guess he's just—he's old white man, yeah. but at the same time, he's deferential to the powerful women. And I thought it was an interesting mix. And so there, yeah. there are parts of it I enjoyed, like just seeing these actors do their things. But it's, the sum of the parts doesn't equal a great whole when the whole is premised on this specific story. Yeah. Well, Liz wrote it with the dude who wrote Spotlight with Tom McCarthy too, Josh Singer or whatever his name is. Oh, well, and so it's interesting. Well, that she, he, well, she didn't write it with. She, they brought him like in after she had already written the whole thing. Like okay. to, to like polish the script and like just help sure. help. Well, like, he has a writing credit. Yeah, yeah, no, he definitely does. Like I, yeah. but like she like wrote this thing like on spec when she was kind of unemployed, yeah. and it was it's yeah. an interesting story how it got made and good for her. I just I I, <laughs> I, I guess I'm just not sure. Like I, I like you said, I we we think it could have been. I, I wish it had been more suspenseful, but I can't at the same time say what she should have done all that differently. I I, yeah. I, I, I wish she had written a Daniel Ellsberg movie instead, and maybe had a lot of these other people. Yeah, be I in, think be on the Dan- I think a Daniel Ellsberg movie would have been much more interesting. Yep. Because um, there's much more of like a moral conundrum there, um, and you have like the prologue, and then it's like they don't really even talk in the prologue uh, much, and then and then you have like. You know, he comes in what an hour, hour and twenty minutes later with like all this information, and it's like, and well, he, I wonder what he was doing since then. Well, and he, well, and he says it took me what? Like, did you say it took him like yeah. a, a couple years yeah. to get all this stuff out? So yeah. by the time it's, it, they're having these arguments, where it's like, no, it's not going to put any other soldiers' lives at risk. Like yeah. we're at the end of the war. Yeah. This stuff all deals with how yeah. they were misleading people earlier in the war. Yeah. But he was presumably it was ongoing though. Yeah, yeah. But, but he was presumably sneaking this shit out like while we were like still in the real dregs of the war when it was like yeah really going on like maybe yeah. at the time he was doing it you actually would have been putting soldiers at risk at that point and i guess maybe there's still a little bit of a true story not that suspenseful problem issue because of that but he's also just like not as well known as the washington post in general like yeah we know the washington post turns out okay like yeah and yeah. it's kind of a washington post movie too it like props up the washington post and they're like ethics and they're like look what we did kind of thing right and it's like everyone's following the washington post now and it's like ah like Man, 
we get it, dude. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So, I mean, I didn't hate it, but I didn't like it. Yeah, so are you? Are you <laughs> so you're. I'm, I'm assuming you're really jazzed to go see uh, Ready Player One in a couple months. I really like the thing is that should be it. it should be up your alley, but it's Spielberg. yeah. But the trail, I fucking hate the trailer. I think Sky likes the trailer. He's like, dude, why don't you like the trailer? But uh, I, I like know. the second trailer better than the first trailer. Uh, did you see that? You see that? Well, did you see the poster for it? Where like Ty Sheridan's leg is like seven feet long. Um, no. Oh yeah. God. Yeah, I just looked at it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I mean, I kind of agree because like I like Ty Sheridan, I, I like Olivia Cook. It has our our dude Mark Rylance in it. Um, Isn't what's his face in that movie? T.J. Miller. T.J. Miller has a role. It should be something that should be good. Well, I've, I've I've also heard people say like, oh no, I read the book. I don't know how they're going to make that a movie. So who knows? Yeah. But uh, he's got he's got that coming out in two months. So seven year old Spielberg still cranking him out. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's going to be good either. But um. I don't know. I I would say skip the post personally if we're doing recommendations. It's it, like I said earlier, inconsequential is the word I, I I keep coming back to. My mom really liked um, it. So if you're listening to this and you have parents that are people that might like this movie, they probably you think they might. Yeah. Well, I can say my mom liked it. So yeah, there's that. I'm sure. that. <laughs> my my mom would probably like it too. I just <laughs> not really my 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 style personally. Um, they like Spot, Spotlight is just infinitely better. Yeah, and and I have problems with Spotlight too. Like we talked about that stuff on the podcast. So like, but it's just it's so much. Maybe it's the subject matter too, but it's uh, I don't know. It just feels like uh, the performances uplift the that movie more than like. There's none of the performances in this movie do really anything to, for me like that. So I'd agree. Yeah, and uh, shoot. Oh, I, and I, one other thing, I don't, I don't know if it's gonna do like quite as well on like the awards as you might think. Like even though as Oscar Beatty as yeah. it is, like some people aren't aren't even. I, I wouldn't necessarily bet against her, but some people. Oh, the other thing we didn't talk about. Sorry, before I get to the awards, I can't believe there are people that like the last five minutes of this movie. Uh, I can't are there I, people I can't that like the last five minutes of the movie? Yes, people that I think are smart and generally have good taste in popular culture too, uh, <laughs> and. I, Right. And there's like there's like three things about it that are really bad. One, it's like we have to have like the really corny, uplifting thing where they're reading a Supreme Court opinion over the out over the phone. It's yep. like unfortunate that's Carrie, where, Carrie where Coon's one big moment. And Carrie yeah. Coon gets Carrie Coon gets uh, taken over by a white dude during it too, though. That fat guy comes out of the fucking office and takes oh, her yeah. takes what her shine. Like, do, do we know that happened? Like, what reason is there to have that yeah. happen anyway? So this is supposed to be a movie about like feminist message, all that. They in the last five minutes they have a corny scene, which is then further like made co-opted by a white man, and then we have the uh, the whole Trump Pentagon paper. Okay, no, fuck, so the, no, well the thing is, though, so I guess the, those are actually like actual Nixon tapes. That's actually Nixon's voice. So it's not like they're making that up, but I but like. It feels like they're trying to beat us over the head at that point. Like, you see, they tried to censor the press, and now doesn't this sound a lot like how they're censoring the press today? It's like that stuff is a lot more really cool to, like, have that realization on your own. Like, oh, wow. (laughs) You know, like, that's that's cool that this movie happened to come out because this relates to a lot of stuff going on today. And now, like, the movie doesn't trust its audience enough to pick up on on that themselves. They have to spoon-feed it to us. And then the third thing... They need to let us know that this thing Watergate happened. You yeah. know, again, anyone that really cares about seeing this movie and cares about 
is probably smart enough to know that a couple years later, that whole Watergate thing happened. Like, you don't need to yeah. set up, like, some kind of thrilling thing like we're going to have with The Post 2. Because we know that we're not going to have a The Post 2 because there's that movie called All the President's Men, which is one of the other best journalism movies of all time. So... And, and and they added in that Trump that not the Trumps well the tr- Trump Nixon the tapes that was added yeah. on at the end that was not in the original script she turned in like they talked yeah. about that on that podcast I listened to the other day they just thought like oh wow this is too good it sounds too 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 pressing and too current to not include this it's like no you didn't have to include that so that was really dumb and yeah. uh, it had a very re- late release date. So that's going to hurt it a little bit with the awards. A lot of awards people I talk to are saying that there's a chance Meryl Streep doesn't get an Oscar nomination. It might still get like Best Picture and maybe Writing, and that might even be it. So yeah, don't I mean like not saying it's worthy of Best Picture, but like it's not like it's it probably won't rake in like eight Oscar nominations. So uh, I hope not, man. Yeah. I hope not. Um. Anyway, so I think that about wraps up our discussion on the post. Uh, you can find Josh on Twitter at. At Josh Chernovoy, J O S H J U R N O V O I. And the podcast Twitter is at 52 in 52 pod. You can find me at A Clambake, A K L A M B A K E. Podcast email 52 in 52 pod at gmail.com. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye.